Welcome to Still Growing in Grace, a weekly program dedicated to inspiring joy, giving hope, and delighting in grace. This program is brought to you by Hope Fellowship, your community church, and Growing in Grace Ministries Canada. I'm Pastor Michael Zenker, and for the next half hour, I'll be sharing with you a message of hope that will help expand your understanding of God's love and amazing grace. So many are tired of trying harder to live the Christian life. I've got great news for you. You can stop trying. God already deeply loves you, totally accepts you, and really, really likes you. Enjoy today's program as we dig deeper into what it means to still be growing in grace. Welcome back to another episode of Still Growing in Grace. Again, what a fantastic topic we're dealing with. Probably one of the most important topics for every single person on this planet. The topic of forgiveness. What it is, what it isn't, how to forgive. Uh, dealing with reasons why we don't forgive. So again, today we're continuing from last week. And last week I addressed a couple uh, topics of the seriousness of sin or hurts that we, we're talking about when, when we're dealing with this topic of forgiveness, that some may not seem to be too important or too serious. But I, I want to come back for a moment and give you a quick update on that, because I think there's more going on. I've spoken to individuals who, after I shared this, they said, well, I haven't got really big issues. My topics aren't that big. So what do you, this, this whole series is not for me, especially this part. I haven't got a big hurt to forgive, but maybe there's something all of us can learn as we unpack what forgiveness is not. What if someone doesn't have a major issue from their past? Uh, why does this series matter? What if I don't think I have to forgive anyone or need to forgive anyone? Why should I listen to any of this? I think this series then for you, for those, I think it's a few people, not, not a lot. I think you need to learn to listen and you need to learn and sympathize with others who are going through or need to go through this series of uh, expanding our understanding of what we think forgiveness is. If it doesn't hit you in the heart right, I'm going to guess you do know somebody in your life who is acting out of a deep, deep hurt and needs to learn some of this. Be prepared. Say Something you are not aware of may come to the surface. And even if what I said last week, that it's, it's not so much about the small things, like bumping into somebody and, and spilling their coffee and saying, oh, I'm sorry, please forgive me. What if it is also about those small things? Because those small things all add up into a growing annoyance of somebody. Almost every married couple knows what I'm talking about here. That uh, there are little things that drive us nuts uh, living in a house with somebody that is different than us. We know how we want the house to look or how we want things placed. And it annoys us when somebody doesn't follow through and put things back where they're supposed to go. Um, that's normal. And that's where quick forgiveness matters. <coughs> I have learned a lot being married for 29 years. 
that uh, it, this is not about taking offense. It's about learning to forgive quickly. And if you don't deal with it quickly, it will build up. It will become something that may explode. So when you have your exploding or really big crisis, you're wondering, how did this crisis happen? Perhaps because of a history of small, little, incremental problems that were never dealt with. You know, the idea of don't let the sun go down while you're angry. There's truth to that. I think we covered that already, but I'm not going to get into that one today. I'm just saying there is there is more to this than even I thought. And I want to make sure I don't sound like uh, last week's message implied that there are some hurts that don't matter and don't need to be forgiven. That is not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to show the contrast between some really serious hurts that many people are walking with uh, compared to um, not as dramatic, but still real. So hopefully I made that clear. I really hope I did. So last week we talked about forgiveness is not justifying or excusing or explaining away the offense. Uh, Today we're going to talk about number nine. Forgiveness is not waiting for the other person to repent. Do you know how many times I have I've been told growing up, um, and again, when I mentioned this to some people, they never heard it before. But in my church world, I did hear this, that if a person doesn't ask for forgiveness, then you don't have to forgive them. If they don't come to you, you are not obligated to forgive them. I honestly have no idea where that came from. Uh, If we avoid it because we're waiting for somebody to come and repent or say sorry, um, we could be waiting a long time. We We may have been hurt or offended by somebody and they have no clue they've hurt us. They have no clue that what they said wounded us so deeply or an action they did hurt us. It's possible. They're just enjoying life and and you're mad because why are they so happy? Don't they know what they did to me? And on and on. Forgiveness is not waiting. You're not off the hook to not forgive just because they haven't come to you and said, will you please forgive me? I'm sorry. You can't do that. That, that is so narrow and self-centered. You realize that? Forgiveness is not waiting for the other person to repent. Well, who's waiting? You. This is about you again. Don't make it about you. Make it about your heavenly father and you and your relationship. Um, some people have said, I'm waiting for them to come and ask for my forgiveness. Until they ask, I don't have to give it. Because we're told if someone asks, we have to forgive them. It's it's They flipped it. And somehow put this thing in us that we don't have to forgive if they don't come and ask. (laughs) They may not care. They may not agree that they did anything wrong. You could be be really mad and mulling, uh, you know, at home, depressed, worried, angry. Ulcers are building. Your health is failing because you're so mad. They're just enjoying life. They have no clue. Forgiveness is something that happens between us and our Heavenly Father. It's not waiting for the other person. So if you've been using that as an excuse, stop. No more. You cannot do that. Number 10, forgiveness is not a quick fix. It's not a quick fix because we, there's almost an implication that if we forgive, it'll fix the problem. If we forgive, say the words of forgiveness, then magically it has an incantation that causes the circumstance or situation to change. That's not what it is. 
<laughs> we could be saying, hey, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. I'm trying to behave in a forgiving manner or act like uh, they've been forgiven, but you still need to do it in your heart. Sometimes we just act in it, but never truly forgive from our heart. The lie is this, forgive and it'll all get better. That is such a churchy answer. It, it's like, find Jesus, your life will be better. That is not true. Not in the way they're implying it, like your life will be rosy and you won't have any more problems. That's not what it is. In the same way, when we say forgive and it'll all get better, uh-uh. This is simplistic flip of the wrist mentality that is hurtful. It takes something so deep and important and makes light of it. There's no room for that. It's not a to-do list item that you stroke off. There, I did it. I forgave. Next. That's not what this is. It's bigger. It's deeper. It's far more important than we've ever been told. Number 11. Forgiveness, listen carefully to the wording of this, okay? This is going to be important. Forgiveness is not telling the offender you forgive them, okay? Why does that sound funny? Well, usually when you say to somebody, hey, I forgive you, you forgive them. But if you remember back a couple of shows in public school or younger grade schools, when we uh, got in trouble with another student and we started a little fight or somebody did something harmful, we started hitting each other. The teachers pulled you apart, stopped and yelled at you and said, say, I'm sorry. So you say, I'm sorry, because if you don't, you get a detention. And then they say, shake hands, shake hands, because if you don't you get a detention, do you mean any of it? No. The teachers were teaching you to lie, to not be truthful. It, very bad teaching, like horrible, terrible thing that we set kids up for when we do that. Don't ever do that. If you're a teacher or a science school teacher or have young kids, don't ever do that. Teach them a better way to process through the hurt and, and teach them a better way of how to forgive, not just by some empty words gone out. So here's the thing. Um, what if the person's dead? What if the person has died that has hurt you so deeply? Um, uh, what do you do then? I guess you can't forgive them because you never told them. You know, there, are you then sentenced to a life of unforgiveness because you didn't have time or didn't have the capacity to ask them or, or tell the offender they're forgiven? No, it's a hard issue. This forgiveness of forgiving someone else is a hard issue. It's not but just the words. If you use just words and say, I forgive you because you think you have to say the words there, I'm done, to-do list, check. No, this is about the heart. So the heart says, I forgive, Heavenly Father, between you and me. Now you have power to then say it to someone else if you need to, which is not always wise. And you don't, you're not obligated to. We're not called to uh, chase down every person, tell them forgiven. Oh my goodness. Nowhere do we see that. This is a heart issue. Matthew 18, 35. We forgive from the heart. Just going and saying it to a person does not constitute the same thing as forgiveness. I hope this is making sense. I hope that this pattern uh, of uh, demystifying or 
unpacking what the myths of forgiveness of what it is and is not uh, is helpful to you. I hope you're seeing the subtleties because not everybody does. Number 12, forgiveness is not asking God to forgive the offender. How can that not be forgiveness? You may wonder. Wait a minute. Let me read it carefully. Again, listen to the words in the order I'm sharing them with you. Forgiveness is not asking God to forgive the offender. That's like saying, um, and not even saying, I am, I am now able to pray for the person who hurt me. That, that doesn't mean you've forgiven them. I've, you know, we, we talk in small groups or Bible studies. You know, you talk about somebody's hurt you, and you may say, well, the Lord has softened my heart now. I can actually pray for them. Isn't that lovely? That is not equal to or the same thing as forgiveness. That truth may be true. And just saying the words, Father, forgive them, you know, uh, no, that's not equal to the act of you forgiving them, as in, Father, I forgive them. Very different. It's very intentional. Jesus and Stephen are stories and narratives, not doctrine. It's not the pattern of how to forgive. They're historical accounts where Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He's verbalizing something here. That's, he's not giving you a textbook on how to forgive. It has to be done this way. Not at all. He's showing the heart of who he is. It's coming from his heart. And even Stephen prayed the same thing. Asking God to forgive them is still good, but don't mistake the act of doing that for your need to still forgive the offender from your heart. This can get sloppy in if you've grown up in the church because we've been told so many things of what we have to do and ought to do and make us feel guilty when we don't, and now we're confused. That's why we're doing this dismantling of what forgiveness is not. Too many people need to hear some good news. We're going to be back in the second half of the program and continue the list of what forgiveness is not. I hope you're enjoying this. I hope you can share this with others who need to hear this, either on Facebook or on YouTube. Join us back in a few minutes after listening to our sponsors. Be right back. Mark Wilson's Better Used Cars in Guelph is not your typical used car lot. Customers who shop there get the insider treatment, especially when buying from the insider man, Rod Sider. Rod will help you select a late model car, truck, van, or SUV from their large selection of vehicles, and he'll work with your budget. Call the insider man at 519-836-2900, extension 287, or visit Mark Wilson's Better Used Cars at the corner of Whitelaw Road and Highway 24, Guelph, and ask for the insider man looking for a real estate agent that will put your needs before his terry van lent is just that agent caring and honest are just two of terry's best qualities and they shine through in his real estate career as a longtime resident of waterloo region terry is well acquainted with the area and its multitude of attractive amenities for an agent that cares call terry van lent at coldwell banker peter benninger realty 519-742-5800 extension 2060 welcome back to the second half of still growing in grace we're now at number 13 of i think 17 or 18 of what forgiveness is not today or in this part, number 13, forgiveness is not telling somebody you've been hurt. The act of acknowledging is in and of itself not forgiveness. I know people that have come to me, I've gone to others in the past, say, you have really hurt me. That doesn't mean I've forgiven them. 
I'm just acknowledging the pain. This whole acknowledging that telling someone you've been hurt is part of the forgiveness process. But forgiveness comes first, then with the direction of the Holy Spirit, which is much slower than we want to admit, then we can confront and say, hey, you have hurt me, but I have forgiven you. Uh, things like that. Uh, you may feel better when you say, hey, you've hurt me, but you've not released the person from your heart. Very different. The error of this thinking that forgiveness is not telling someone you've been hurt is this. I may feel better, therefore I must have forgiven. Not true. Forgiveness is still an act that happens between you and your Heavenly Father from your heart. And when we get to this, into the part of the series where we talk about how to forgive, you're going to hear a really helpful process of how to walk through a journey of forgiveness and what it can look like. All right. This also means the sense of violation is still there when we say to somebody, you've, you've hurt me, but you don't forgive them. There's still the violation there. The issue is not being dealt with. You're still dealing with the pain. Many will try to avoid the pain by getting busy or work harder. Um, they're going to they're gonna try and be a leader in their roles. They're going to try and, and function in any way to avoid having to deal with the real issue, the real hurts, the real vulnerability, the real violation. Listen, if you're a leader of any kind, heed this caution. It can, it can and most likely will destroy your position and all the people under you if you do not have an active understanding of what forgiveness is. And if you don't properly forgive those around you, it will build and fester within you and you will become a bitter, controlling person. And you can't manage all that control. You're not designed to. You won't be able to honestly love people or you'll never be able to be vulnerable because you're too, you're too wrapped up in, in self-protection. This topic is really important. Leadership must be vulnerability. It needs to love all people honestly, which comes from the journey of forgiving. And as we become forgiving people, that's how we've been created then it will come out in how we work and how we live. It's really important. I hope you'll, hope you'll hear that. Freedom comes when we forgive. The hurt may still be there, people. Don't think that for a second. This is not, when we forgive, it does not diminish the hurt necessarily. The hurt's still there. The violation's still there. But we become free from it. It's not going to control us any longer. I hope you hear that. Number 14. Forgiveness is not turning the other cheek. My joke has always been, we have four cheeks. <laughs> Just kidding. It's not turning the other cheek. It's not turning a blind eye. Um, sometimes we imply that the act of turning is some moral obedience or sacrifice. Well, they slapped me, so my action is forgiveness. I see that happen in, in certain religious denominations. Uh, it's portrayed in movies, especially with Old Order Mennonites, that there's a, an implication. If you're just watching it in a static kind of way, all you're seeing is them turning the other cheek as they get hit again, and there's a humility there. Is that humility real? Yes, probably. But that is not, in and of itself, forgiveness. It's merely turning the other cheek. Here's the message if you do view forgiveness like this. If, if turning the other cheek is just the quick, easy response, here's what's going to happen. 
Faith is for the weak, and it's not worth growing in. That's what you're telling the other person. Your faith, it, you know what, whatever, it's not that strong. It takes strength to forgive. Turning the other cheek is good. It's a product of forgiving, but the act in and of itself is not equal to or the same thing as forgiveness. It's a result of. It's fruit of forgiveness. So don't mix those up. If somebody sees you acting like that and, and they think they can get off scot-free with sin, well, Jesus took care of sin. It's not scot-free. He was paid for at the cross. Sin has got to be dealt with and paid for. They learn also that God doesn't care about behavior. So when we just turn the other cheek and don't and, and allow certain bad behaviors to continue, we're sending a message that God doesn't care about our behavior. But he does. He does care about our behavior, not because it's some moral infraction to him, but it's because of what it does to us, his children. The pain that happens deep inside when we're not caring for one another. It confuses the offender and it shows a false Jesus. And that really bugs me personally. So it's not just turning the other cheek. Again, I'm not going to dwell on this one too much longer. Number 15. Forgiveness is not uh, just a one-time event. And yet it is, but also isn't. Oh my goodness, how confusing can that be? <laughs> this one's really great. I love this one. So here's the illusion. The act, it's a one-time act that automatically heals. That's the illusion that it's just a one-time thing. Forgiveness is not just a one-time event. It may be an event that you have to repeat and repeat and repeat and re-forgive. Yes, re-forgive. What if the person keeps hurting you? What if you keep getting mad at the memory? Re-forgiveness may be a constant reality. And by, by the way, this, uh, this flows from the affirmation that you have already been forgiven. This ability and strength to forgive someone else comes from the power of knowing you and I have already been forgiven. That's why at the beginning of the series, I talked about the source. I laid a case for forgiveness. I think it was one or two weeks. Really intense. you got to go back and watch that or listen to it. Way too much detail there. And if you can't come out of those two messages seeing clearly, we are already forgiven. And it's the joy of that and the strength from that joy that allows us to then forgive others. You've, you've missed it. You've forgotten or you, you didn't hear right. Here's a story that happened many years ago. There's a man um, uh, that worked as a leader in a church I happened to uh, be a youth leader at. My wife was at this church, and uh, I, I joined her there. And one of the board members um, uh, joined in, uh, and, and I'd say aligned himself with the pastor who was very upset with me. I don't know the full details of what happened, but I told my side of the story. And yes, I probably learned a lot in hindsight. Maybe I shouldn't have been so cocky. Maybe I should have said it differently. But I, I felt I was really right. And what they were doing to me was really wrong. I was being accused of this and that stuff that I never did at all. And so this man um, who I trusted sided with the, with the pastor. And I thought, what? We ended up having to leave that church. It was terrible, painful. The rejection was harsh and confusion in the whole place. A year later, um, this man came to me and Lori. Um, we had moved to the city of Barrie at the time. And he brought us, uh, he used to be, he was a pig farmer. 
We loved him. We still do. He's an amazing man. Very gentle. Always was. uh, Still is. And he came to us and he brought us half of a pig chopped up properly, you know, butcher from the butcher and such. And uh, it was a peace offering. And when he came, he almost wept. I think he did. And he said, Mike, we're so, so sorry. We were wrong. And he not only uh, accepted forgiveness because we forgave him, but he also showed great remorse. And it came as a result of of, um, uh, not just being a one-time thing, but the truth of it grew deeper and deeper. And he came to us way out of his way. His name was Dan. And um, he showed the love of Christ and the gentleness of Christ with such a simple act. Listen, you and I may have to do that for somebody else. By grace, we may have to minister grace so they can heal because they can't forgive us. I couldn't forgive myself for many circumstances, but the act of this man coming to me based on what I I thought I was right in, he brought healing to us that we could not have manufactured. Impossible. Absolutely impossible. (laughs) I've learned so much as a result of all this. I haven't stopped learning. It's too deep. Too many categories of of learning. I'm sorry, phrasing, just to say I'm sorry is not enough. Please forgive me is the language of authenticity. And that's what this man did. Dan said, will you please forgive us? We were wrong. He didn't say, you know, I'm really sorry. Sorry. Not at all. The words matter. And he was sorry, but he asked for forgiveness and we gave it. We had already given it, but oh my goodness, it was so much easier to give again. If we only just flippantly handle this with just, I'm sorry, we we just allow the issue to get covered. It gets forgotten or covered in layers, buried, but the emotion remains. Forgiveness, not saying I'm sorry, but forgiveness. It's a big one. One day. An absolutely irrational response may come out of you or out of someone else because of pent-up unforgiveness. You thought it was dealt with, but it was not. And you have no idea where it came from. It does have roots. That's why we're doing this series. And I believe there are many of us who have to deal with deep roots we've never faced. Please share this series with others. Join us next week as we continue to unpack what forgiveness is not. There's much more really good news coming. Thanks for watching and listening. Are you looking for an encouraging church where you'll discover hope in God who truly loves and accepts you? Hope Fellowship in North Waterloo meets every Sunday at 1030 and the great coffee is only the first thing you'll appreciate. If you're looking for a safe place, a relaxed community of people who want to grow in the freedom of God's grace, welcome to Hope Fellowship, second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. Learn more at hopefellowshipycc.com and they do have that great coffee. Martin Small Engines and Auto Clinic in Elmira is more than small engines. Like their name says, Martin's is also a full-service auto clinic focused on automotive repair and service, brakes, tires, local lockout service, and so much more. Whatever you need, Martin's can do it. For that small-town feel with large shop quality, trust a team that really cares. Martin's Small Engines and Auto Clinic, Industrial Drive Elmira and martinselmira.com. You've been listening to Still Growing in Grace. I'm Pastor Mike Zenker. Join me next Tuesday at 1130 a.m. 
You can also watch these messages on YouTube or download our podcast at growingingrace.ca. Do you live locally? Visit hopefellowshipycc.com to find our service times and location. If this show has been an encouragement to you, consider making a donation today at growingingrace.ca and help us keep spreading this good news. Thank you again for tuning into Still Growing in Grace.